0: Welcome to the Brand Shepherd podcast. This is a product-focused podcast that will explore the various approaches, best practices, expertise, and experts for products, guided and brought to you by Brand Shepherd. We are a product-focused, cross-category, creative agency that develops strategies that come to life through diligent process and design. This podcast is hosted by Brand Shepherd co-owner and creative director, Dan Krask. Now here's today's episode. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having listened to the introduction. And now you're on part one of the five ways to get the best work from your creative team. And this episode is called More Info, Less Direction. So stay tuned. We're going to cover some hard-hitting truths on how to communicate to your professional creative team when it comes to making a better product. First, right out the gate, I want to tell you how to get in touch with Brand Shepard. You can find us online at BrandShepard.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D.com. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn, a little bit of Twitter, a little bit of Facebook, but mostly Instagram and LinkedIn are where we're hanging out these days. I invite you to connect with us if you need to get in touch. You can hop on the website and you can find our phone number and a contact form there to uh, to find out how we might be able to answer some questions for you or find out uh, maybe some areas that we could uh, we could possibly work together. But I always like to lead with uh, getting in touch with us because sometimes people just want to know, hey, you know, how do I... Get in touch with you, and I don't want to have to scrub through the whole episode just to find that at the end. So, there you go. That's how to get in touch with us. Let's get right to it. This episode, like I said, is called More Info, Less Direction. So, what what does that mean? Well, it's like this if there's one thing that your professional creatives uh, really, really don't like, I would even go so far as to say that they loathe it it's being hired for a gig to work on a great product that they're looking forward to getting into and making better could be a digital product, could be a tangible product, could be a productized service, whatever it is, being hired for that gig and then uh, being directed step-by-step on how something should look or function, basically being told, here's exactly what I want you to do step-by-step, you know, color by numbers. Um, professional creatives, we, we really, really don't like uh, doing that. And I would even go so far as to say that our worst work is usually uh, performed or created when that's the kind of environment that we find ourselves in. And look, at best, it sends a contradictory message because, look, the, the person's, the, the brand that's hired us uh, has, has hired professionals who live and breathe the daily work of solving challenges by design. Then the, they're given direct minutiae Details on how to do things, like for making the logo 20% bigger, or the photos should be on the right instead of where the creative put it. You know, when you're when something uh, is designed, it comes with intent and it comes with process. And so, it's best to lean on the hired professional, especially creative professionals' uh, expertise and design acumen. Okay, it's it's best to assume that the hired creative professionals know what they're doing, even in the details even if you personally don't like it your your personal taste should not be directing what what the what's best for the product because we have a we have creative professionals in to do that right we have we we have a team who is here to make the product better and so there's right out of the gate some this is the first thing that trips up creatives is when we have a process that we, we need to follow and yet we're given detailed instructions on how things have to fit in a certain specific way. The best work comes when those walls aren't there and we can maybe put them in in some modified form later on down the process. But if you want really good, innovative thinking, we have to start with trust, trusting that that we know what we're doing from a problem-solving design perspective and that we are here to make your product better. So what does that look like? I mean, how does that how does that actually work? Okay, um, be informative. We call this executional um, versus uh, directional with with our feedback. We use the word executional for when someone gives outright creative direction. Um, maybe that they're not even qualified to give. Uh, I really want you to think about this. I I have in in some cases gone so far as to tell. Uh, people that we've worked with that if they want to give us executional directives on what to do, then I need to see their portfolio of work so I can determine if they're qualified to give us that kind of executional stuff. And I'm talking like make the logo bigger, make the logo smaller, move this here, move, you know, design directives. I have gone so far and it's burned some bridges, let me tell you, to say, uh, you know, before we do that, I need to see your portfolio because that's the kind of stuff that. Uh, Only someone who is above me um, and not necessarily just someone who pays the check, pays the invoice, is qualified to give. That doesn't necessarily go over so well. So I'm just saying it on the podcast here so that you understand that when you give someone that kind of advice, uh, that kind of directive, that the only reason they might be doing it is because you're paying the invoice. That That is not the way to build great products. And your relationship, if that's the depth of it, you're not going to create great work out of that from the from the get-go. So let's give a quick example on how to be directional. Ultimately that's the that's the point here, right? We want to show you how to be directional in your feedback to get the best possible work from the creative team for your product. So what you could say is if let's say a creative team showed you uh, a logo option for a sub-brand or a brand something that was going to kind of set the tone, the the tone of the brand as people are reading the The logo and the wording and things like that Um, you might say to to your to your creative team the font choices for this for this logo for for the branding they're just not working for this particular brand because we want to attract a more sophisticated buyer we want to attract someone who and speak to someone who has high-end luxury cars who spends a lot of money on their devices um, has more of a high-end luxury lifestyle and these typefaces, these fonts, they would fit in more of a a value-minded type of consumer, and uh, they look like they fit more in the value category rather than the luxury category. So it'd be cool if I could see some more uh, font options that are executed with as much uh, uh, excellence as you've put into these, but just make it more sophisticated, more, more luxury, and I think we'll have something to work with at that point. So did you catch that? In that example, um, the it's directional because there was no um, there was no execution specific typefaces to use. There was no specific I want you to go use blah 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 typeface. It was you know we're we're going after a specific type of uh, feel vibe person, and that's what we're looking for. By taking that approach, you give the creative you give your creative team a lot more ammunition to work with. And you've sparked a fire in their imagination um, because you'll get a lot more bang for your buck uh, by approaching feedback that way. And that, that's, that's the way that we want to do it. Be directional, not executional. And that's today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. You can find Brand Shepherd uh, at BrandShepherd.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D.com. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's where we are most active. But you'll find us a little bit active on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, also, just a little bit of activity over there on Pinterest lately uh, with some idea boards and trends and things like that. So, so don't ignore Pinterest. Uh, that's the episode. I do hope you'll you'll tune in for the next five episodes and let us know what you think. Have a great day.